Well, if it's a crime to love one's country, then I'm guilty. And if it's a crime to steal a trillion dollars from our government and hand it over to communist Cuba, then I'm guilty of that too. And if it's a crime to bribe a jury, then so help me, I'll soon be guilty of that. Welcome to Two Bad Neighbors. Good choice. Thanks. I wasn't sure if you were going to jump in. God bless America. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I thought about it, um, but then I was like, ah, I don't know if he's going to just go right into Welcome to Two Bad Neighbors. It doesn't matter. Yeah, you know, we didn't uh, plan it. No, we didn't. We, we, didn't, uh, we didn't. We don't plan anything. Nope, nope. Uh, and uh, it's, that's why you listen. That's why you listen to Two Bad Neighbors, which is what you're currently listening to. That's right. Your encyclopedic compendium of all things Simpsons, seasons one through ten. I am El Presidente Greg. And I am Communist Alan. <laughs> and we are here, of course, to talk about The Simpsons specifically. And burn down capitalism. To burn down capitalism. That is our uh, first and second priorities. Sometimes they're switched. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, that's... Oh, God. Thank you for bringing that up. I was wondering what we were going to talk about all episode. <laughs> um You know... Well, there you go. It's uh, probably the capitalism thing. Mm hmm so I, this is um this is a this is a fun episode to to talk about what we'll, we'll we'll get into that is there anything you want to do as a preamble or do you want to just dive in <laughs> do you do you want to do a how have you been what's your uh, where where's your head at right now i don't know <laughs> this is the first time you've ever asked like <laughs> I'm trying to trying to plan the episode whilst recording yeah <laughs> Usually we just say, uh, you know, we just riff. We yeah. just go for it. Yeah. Let's do a structured riff. Structured riff. Yeah. It's a terrible band name. <laughs> that is a terrible band name. If I went to see a band named Structured Riff, I wouldn't. <laughs> I'd leave. It'd be like, uh, it'd be all accountants. You know, it'd be like accountants... Uh, Starting a band together. Oh yeah, so it's like okay, this is this is my this is my friend Dale <laughs> from accounting. He plays bass. This is my friend Marvin from accounting. <laughs> he plays guitar. He plays stand up bass. <laughs> he plays upright bass. Uh, this is Darlene from accounting. She plays keyboards. And this is structured riff. We are structured riff. Thank you. And everyone, count along with us. One, two, three. Four. One, two, three, four. Oh, I forgot to mention it's um, it's Mitch on drums. He's an unpaid intern for Can't the firm. Can't keep a beat to save his life. One, two, three, four, Mitch. Four. That's why you all need to count along with us for Mitch's benefit. Yeah, he sucks. I don't know what he's from. Accounting. I don't know what to tell you. He's an unpaid intern <laughs> in accounting. Um. See. See what happens. Yeah. You, got, just, you yeah. just don't overthink it, man. It's good. It's good. Don't it, overthink it. Just you just gotta let it roll. You you let it roll and you let it ride. Yeah. Ride and, it out of control. Ride yeah. It. Give me some more. Hey, ride listen. It. I needed to ask you something. We just oh, did no. a Patreon episode, and yeah. since um I forgot to ask you this on the episode, I figured I'd ask on our main feed so oh, more boy. people could hear the answer. Oh, good. Um, you got a piece of glitter on your face. Oh. <laughs> Did Where? you have some fun recently? No. <laughs> Probably got it from here. <laughs> really? I don't know. You guys have artists who live here and That's build true. things. That's true. Puppets That's and shit. There's That's probably true. glitter everywhere. That's Where true. is it? Um, it's just on like your, uh, it's right next to your nose. 
not on your nose. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Did they get it? Probably not. No. <laughs> it's glitter. It's like impossible to get off. I'm not any self-conscious all episode. Oh, don't be. I'm the only one here. Wanna, Surprise, wanna, we don't have a guest. I want to impress you. <laughs> Why? <laughs> <laughs> you know, good point. <laughs> hmm. I don't see it in my in my camera. Are you lying to me? No, no, I'm not. Uh, okay. It definitely was you sure there. sure it's not a mole? You, a mole no, you right might have got it. You, you, you definitely might have got it. I don't think your mole, though, is like gold. Or is it? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it is. Gold mole. Gold mole. Gold mole. Gamol. Gamol. Sodom and Gamola. <laughs> That's what we call a structured riff. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh yeah, we don't have a guest. Uh you know, we've we've been we've been pretty good past couple episodes. We've been pretty good. <laughs> you heard me. Yeah, okay. We've been pretty good the past few episodes yeah. getting guests on in yeah. this crazy time. So, yeah. you know, we we we're still gonna, we're going to keep trying. Yep, absolutely. We always like to have guests, but sure sometimes, do. you know, scheduling works out for us and maybe not for possible guests. Yeah. And we need to get we need to get that content we out. We need to baby. get it out. We, we need, need to put get, it out push there. Push that content out because Greg is leaving again. That's right. Yep. The son of a bitch. Well, it's <laughs> hang on. It's it's you know it's yeah. it's going to be a little bit. Um, we're I think we might be a little sparse on episodes on the main feed just to you know give everybody a little bit of a context of what's well, going heads on. Heads up. Yeah, we might miss after this episode. We might miss two weeks. I don't want it to go more than two weeks. Um, so because my because my job is only going to be in Banff on the weekends, I'll be able to come back. We'll be able to f- figure out the episodes and we'll be able to get it out there. But I am leaving for uh, some time, <laughs> if that makes sense. Some time. Some time. Um, yeah, I mean, here's the thing, too, is like we're almost done this season. I know. And... What I'd really like to do, Greg, yeah, is finish season nine by December. Oh, me too. So that we can take an official break. Yeah, because we haven't in a while. That's true. Um, uh, you know, Christmas time, and who knows what the world will be like then. Yeah. Um, and then come back, uh, you know, guns blazing for season ten mm-hmm. in twenty twenty one. Twenty twenty one. When which which might be better than this year? It might be might a lot be worse. worse. Yeah. Who knows? I don't know yet. Who knows? If only I had some kind of time machine. Wait, Doc. <laughs> Wait. Are you telling me you made a time machine out of a DeLorean? That's right, Marty. <laughs> I figure if you're going to travel in time, why not do it in style? <laughs> Uh, movie rules. <laughs> yeah, oh gosh, it's the best. It's the best. Gosh, Doc, it's the best. Uh, what a what a guy. What a what a crew. What a cool cool crew. See it in theaters if you can. Yeah, I'd like to do that one day. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen it in theaters. the The score, the score is so good. It's the great. power of love. That's the power of love. <laughs> 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 Take me back in love. time. 
Huey Lewis. And the news. He, he's he's in the movie, right? Four. Yeah, he thinks Marty's too darn loud. Yeah, he's the one of the judges yeah. for the Battle of Bands? He is the judge. Oh, there's only one? No, I mean, there's <laughs> others, but he's the only one whose opinion one matters. Who speaks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he's hiding behind like a like like an ugly suit and some big glasses, and he's <laughs> like he's pretending to be so lame, but he's yeah, Huey he's Lewis. Super cool. He's super cool. He plays fucking kick ass music. Yeah, he Huey sings. Lewis rules. I'm sure he plays keyboards too. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> structured riff. <laughs> um, yeah, it's funny that he just plays a Huey Lewis song. For the Battle of the Bands audition, yeah, yeah, he was gonna play the Power of Love, yeah. But, but the gets thing, a little crazy with his solo, yeah. The thing is, the thing is, when he's playing, that's the Power of Love. Um, the song is written for Back to the Future, mm-hmm. so it doesn't exist in the world outside of Back to the Future yet, right? right. So like that could that's like in the movie. I don't know if you guys know this, but in the movie Back to the Future, the movie Back to the Future doesn't exist. That's right. I know it's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. Therefore, all the things about it don't really. Exist. So it's a it's an original song by mm-hmm. the band the Pinheads. That's right. Which is the name of Marty McFly's band. That's right. We're the Pinheads. Uh, you know, I locked that in because I'm like, that's a good trivia question. Yeah. For movie trivia, yeah. it is a good trivia question. So, one day, one day, lock it in yourselves, listeners. And if you ever come to my movie trivia, you got a leg up. What you're doing live again? I am doing live again. Next one is October eighth. Yes. So it'll be after this episode's out. If anyone's in the Calgary area and you want to come play some movie triv, at it's a lot Dickens of fun at Dickens Pub. Pub. It's all spaced out. It's all seated. Wear your masks. They're serving food, right? Oh yeah, they serve good wings, guys. Hell yeah, and pile a pile of fries. Pile always like get if wings you order, and fries. If you order a burger and fries, you get too many fries. <laughs> yeah, that's the kind of place I like going to. Right, so you're like you'll never be you'll never be like oh I wish I had more fries because you don't have you never never. There's still fries much. there when you're like, man, and I then, wish I had more fries. And then your friends, you can be like, hey, does anyone want to pick up some of these fries? And your friends are like, yes, I do. Of I course. I am poor and I like scraps. Yes. Of course I want to pick at your fries. So there you go. The answer is always yes. Always yes. Uh, movie trivia. It's going to be fun. We're doing a, a regular one and then we're doing a horror one at the end of the month as well. So two movie trivias for the price of one. Well, oh, I mean, you should. it's all pay what you can now. But uh, <laughs> So that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, our dear friend Ryan Reese is going to co-host... Horror movie trivia with me again. Oh, the doctor himself. The very same, the uh, horror expert. PhD in horror. That's the one. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah. He likes doing that. He does. Yeah. Um, so, we're not talking about a horror episode, though, right now. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Horrific things happen. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, including, you know, the rise of capitalism. So. And the IRS. Yeah. I guess we can we can dive right in, right? Why not? Because you wanted to like f- ten minutes ago. I guess <laughs> I can't remember that far back. Yeah, it was about ten it's minutes. A real problem. Yeah. Uh, this is the, what are we laughing about? Ju- <laughs> this is uh, I'll tell you later. This is the trouble with trillions. This is the twentieth episode of season nine, written by Ian Maxtone Graham and directed by Swinton O. Scott the third. Original air date April fifth, nineteen ninety eight. Right around tax season. Yes, right so around tax season. It. They did well. They did well. Um, is tax season the same in Canada? <laughs> mm, our, like, I mean, season is obviously, but like the dates. Well, our, the, April fifteenth is what this. Yeah, our date is a is little the, the due date, right? Our date is a little later, I believe. 
Um, I'm like also, Ned Flan- I don't know about you. I'm like Ned Flanders in this episode. Yeah. As soon as like I'm able this is actually, to file my taxes. This is a great way to start. Yeah. How do we each of us yeah. file our taxes? As soon as as soon as it's available, I'm like file, 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 done. Don't have to think about it. Yeah. And then I get. Uh, sometimes a little bit of extra coin from the government it yeah. comes in the mail in uh, uh, like a week or so. Yeah, and I'm like, why does anyone wait? But yeah. I know people have more complicated tax <laughs> returns than yeah. I do. I have income. End of list. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I used to have income, bus passes, but they got rid of that shit. Yeah. Did you know that they did? Yeah, I did. Because the last time I filed mine. Um, two years ago, I was able to claim transit tickets, and then the last year I wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I used to take transit all the time when I worked downtown, and then I and I would use tra- the transit uh, passes, the monthly passes, and you'd get a little bit back for that. So I would file for those, and then uh, I didn't work downtown for three years, and so I didn't take transit for a long time. Uh, started working downtown again last year, and went to file my taxes this year. And I was like, where do I put the transit thing? And it like took me so long to like, I was like looking for it, looking for it. I'm like, I'm pretty sure I can do that. And I looked it up and it's like, oh, they're not having that as a claimable thing anymore. And I'm like, fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Because how do we feel about taxes, Greg? I am fine with them. Mm -hmm. I'm fine with taxes Mm -hmm. because they pay for, you know, roads, infrastructure, schools, and, you know, the people who don't want to work, God bless them. Um, but they also pay in our country, they paid for Serb. Sure. So I'm, here's the, the, the problem that I have with taxes is that they are, they rely on money mm. and my problem isn't taxes. It's the concept <laughs> it's of money, money. Shouldn't exist. <laughs> it's a, it's bad. Um, <laughs> uh, that like it goes, it goes deeper than taxes, right? Of course. But the idea that if we have to have money, which we don't, we made it up, but if we have to, which we don't, but if we do, then taxes are necessary because we need roads to get places, we need train yeah. lines to ship supplies, we need we need government infrastructure in order to make our society that we live in work. And when society is on the brink of collapse, like it is, it's a good idea to have a social safety net made up of taxes that you have collected in order to help people. Yeah. So I will keep paying whatever taxes that they need as long as it's the they, they go to the right things, which they very, very rarely do <laughs> in this province. Yeah, I'm I, I like taxes as a concept, again yeah. in our current structure. Yeah. Uh I feel like I'm I'm definitely on board with the idea of the more income you make, the more your tax. Like, yeah, I, I think that makes sense. You know, yeah, tax the rich. Yeah, you know, is basically what I'm saying. Uh, the the problems I see, and I I'm not I'm no expert, so don't take this at face value. Uh, it seems like the people who are rich, mm-hmm. no ways to stop paying taxes (laughs) yes like there's they're sneaky boys yes and girls yes and mostly boys though let's be honest (laughs) mostly some sbs and i don't like that i'm like hey jeff bezos you have a billion dollars trillion does he have a trillion now pretty close 
Okay. Uh, you should give money to the taxes. <laughs> you should do like, all of it. All of it should be taxed. You can do. You can do so much for the world. Yep. All of that money, it means nothing. All if one person has it, yes, it means nothing. Yeah. It's exactly like the trillion dollar bill. Yeah. Because if it's uh, in bill form, one trillion dollar bill means nothing. Nothing. Yeah. It's, it's useless. It it's, is. It's 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 functionally inert. Yes. Because it cannot be like if you brought that to any place that accepts cash as currency, yeah, they'd be like, I can't break this. So also, no. this is fake. Yeah. <laughs> this is clearly fake. Yes. <laughs> what are you doing? This is insane. Um, yeah. What do you want me to get? Break it into billions? Fuck off! What are you doing? <laughs> yeah. So, you know, and that maybe segues nicely into why this episode's kind of inert for me. <laughs> I think it's kind of interesting because of that. Sure. Because they have this interesting uh, MacGuffin that essentially like that like is, is representative yeah. of that that fact. Like if it's if if it's hoarded by if it's hoarded in one place in one item by one person, is it really worth any of what they're doing? Hmm. No, it's not. But that also coincides with the world that we live in. Whereas, like, if you have a trillion dollars and one person has it, what is it doing? It's just sitting there as unused potential. Yeah. And that is what basically Mr. Burns does. He takes this unused potential and just squirrels it away. And for what? I kind of agree where Mr. Burns is coming from in a, in a little, in, in some ways, where he's like, well, why... This doesn't make any sense. So why would you give it to other countries? I'm just going to take it. I'm not going to do anything with it for 30 years. Because it's... Do you think that's his motivation, though? I saw it as, like, he's he, he represents capitalism and he wants... He, he wants all the money. I saw him being like, I don't think we should give this to foreigners. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, <laughs> so it's like some xenophobic shit. Yeah, he he definitely has some xenophobic stuff. Yeah. that's that's in there. Um, and but it seemed, uh, and and I I don't know if this is true, but it just seemed like what the the episode was trying to say is like, oh, the the bill was given it to him to go uh, deliver. Where was it? Was it to our European allies who fought so poorly and, and surrendered, surrendered so, so readily? Readily, yeah. Um, <laughs> and it seemed like he. I, I like I see what you're saying, but I, I didn't I didn't feel that from the episode. I didn't feel like he was like, oh, I'm not giving this to uh, other people. I thought it was just that he wanted it. <laughs> I, I didn't I didn't see a, a a political reason. I saw a greed reason. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's possible that it was a greed reason, um, which again renders it inert. Yeah. At uh, at the very same time, well, where it's you, like, like, why would think you about that it? Doesn't make any sense in terms of if he had. Uh, like uh sold it or I don't, I don't know the right way to describe but like there was there was a way to get to make money off of it that wasn't keeping the bill that's yes. essentially useless um but anyway that I, that's neither here nor there i just i just think that the uh the episode has a i think a really strong first two acts and i think the third act it becomes just boring and inert the cuba yeah stuff yeah and i think that's why I haven't watched this episode in a long time, and again, the only thing I remembered about it was that they go to Cuba and Castro steals the bill. Mm-hmm. That was really all I remembered about it. 
And I think that's why I always kind of regard it as a bad or like a just like an uninteresting episode is because that's what I associate it with. But I like the first two acts a lot, actually. I do too. Like the the structure is really good. The the um you know the commentary, as it were, on taxes and the IRS and Homer having to become a snitch for the government. Like that all works really well. I think so too. I yeah. think the tax stuff is very very funny. Yeah. Well, let's go back a little sure. bit. How I file my taxes. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> because it's been a long time since I've had just one job. Okay. <laughs> it's been a long time since I actually paid my income tax. But I, like, oh, we got them. All well, right, move the, in. The thing is, I, I, like I file every year, but in Canada, you don't have to. Well, yeah. There, well, You can file for like, you, have, you do have to file for every year, but you can wait for several years to file. If you don't owe anything, yes, <laughs> that's this should be a clear distinction because yes. like the government doesn't give if they owe you money they don't give a shit if you file your taxes. No, if they, if you, if they're like okay this person you know only made this much and they claim that you know blah 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 we need to pay them a thousand dollars they haven't filed yet perfect hopefully it stays that way yeah however if you owe them money they're, they're coming like, for you hey. Jerk ass. The it's fact thirtieth. Give fact us your goddamn return. Yeah. And the fact that it's twenty twenty and we still have to file our own taxes is fucking insane. Stupid. Um, they have it all. They have all. They the know exactly they how know. much money I made. Yes. Uh, just do it for me. Yes. Um, you do it anyway. Yeah. You know how many times I filed my income taxes and they send me, hey, we reassessed it. Here's what you actually should have done. I'm like, okay, well, well, fuck just me. Just always right? do that then. I'll sh- send you how I much I, I made, like, and I don't know. And, it's, and it was so far anyway. Knock on wood. It's always been like beneficial to me. So yeah. like, I'm thankful for that, honestly, because I would have, you know, filed and got like maybe a hundred bucks back or whatever. And they're like, ah, actually, you had all this like unpaid tuition something that you uh, should have claimed. So here's more money. And I'm like, thank you. You didn't need to do that at all. I wouldn't yeah. have known. But I appreciate that they did. So it's but. just been so long since I've had a job where I just had one T four mm. slip, and just had to r- fill that in. As in, you only had it. one job for the year. Yeah. Or yeah. yeah. It's been so long. Yeah. So long. And yeah, those were the days. Those were the days. Couple, I had a couple years there where just all one one job, yeah. one income slip, boom. That was nice. Dunzo. Yeah, it was good. And like. The fact is, like, I'm a, I'm, I guess I'm self-employed now, which also is another way of saying I'm unemployed most of the time. Um, <laughs> yeah, I've always been self-employed. Yeah, and so That's you, why I don't you, work a lot. You kind of have to like figure out your own taxes when you when you're like that, and you get paid in like checks and e-transfers. Yeah, and you have to like, okay, how much is this going to cost me? I got to put this, how squirrel this amount away, whatever, 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 whatever. Um, and so, hopefully, by the end of the year, you come up right, and you can write off your car enough <laughs> that it's, it comes out even. Um, so, I find it a little bit confusing, especially when I have like a different income source every month. But Homer shouldn't have <laughs> shouldn't be that confused when it comes to taxes, and yet I think the American system makes it that way now i don't know if that's uh, yeah i don't the know case. the the process but, but he does fact... have one income it's a one income household yeah. he has well th- i mean marge has her pretzel wagon earnings not this year <laughs> um he has uh four dependents <laughs> right and that's it 
right? <laughs> what else did he do this year? There has to be other jo- little jobs. He oh, had. I mean, he was in the Navy. He yeah, received a, a naval paycheck. He yeah. lost his job and then got it back. Yeah. Um, just last week, in fact. <laughs> That's right. Um, uh, Compu Global Hyper Meganet. I'm sure. Sure, that might have had a little bit of made income. a little bit of income. Uh, let's see. He was. Oh, he was a football coach, a pee wee football coach. He's I think that's volunteer. Based, yeah, yeah. Uh, the, he was the god Ganesh. I believe that was unpaid. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he. Uh, oh, Marge. Marge worked for uh, Red Blazer Realty. Oh, of course, of course. So that would be another. Yeah. Um, he was a carny. Yeah, uh, I think they would be paying him back for that. I think he lo- Oh, he lost his house and then got it back. Yeah, he also lost all of his belongings. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how that works with taxes. If I don't you get know. robbed. I don't mm-hmm. know. Yeah. <laughs> um, he was part of the leader, uh, the Movementarians. So lost his, all, all of his belongings again. Yep. <laughs> uh, he committed insurance fraud. I don't know what that Which ties. Which episode's that? <laughs> it's Dumb Bill Indemnity. Oh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's just a... Uh, crime <laughs> yep well i'm just saying i don't know what yeah. that does to yeah. income i don't i don't Your income taxes if you like think, i don't think he got any income but he does have like another i think that's a criminal thing yeah yeah anyway um that's all i could tell based on the episode list this season. right of course um <laughs> that's fun every year like look at what homer's uh income might have been <laughs> based on all his ep- all the episodes that's fun um yeah he so i i but here's the thing i think it's funny uh, the, the the whole premise of uh, idiots. I filed my taxes over a year ago. Yeah, that's gr- that's perfect Homer yes. logic. Yes, you know. Um, no, you see, what I did <laughs> was I filed and uh, planning for the year. <laughs> oh. I great. have a to do pile. Great premise. Great. No badger plot. <laughs> I love it. Um goes right into the irs stuff that uh makes him become a a stoolie a a stool pigeon yeah snitch snitch a fink a A, rat uh, yeah not a fucking co-op uh are you a fucking (laughs) co-op you gotta rewatch that movie sober i wonder if it's still good (laughs) i like it i do too but it's a good do i it's a good plot Yes, it's a good plot. Actually, you know what? I should watch the uh, Ridge, Infernal with Andy Lau. Infernal Affairs. That's Infernal cool. Affairs. Yeah, yeah. part that one. Might, that might be interesting to watch. Infernal Affairs is great. Yeah, yeah. It's only ninety minutes. Ooh. Yeah, I like that. Tight ninety. <laughs> yeah, makes a lot of uh, makes a lot with its runtime. That's right. Uh, which means, which makes The Departed like I think even even better because it takes that and adds an hour to it and it's yeah. like just makes it a different movie entirely it's just like I, i've mentioned before i'm not a big fan of scorsese's uh mob movies uh-huh yeah and this this in a sense it's more of a crime movie i'd say cops you know, and robbers that's very that's very like pedantic and like <laughs> i think i think the departed is closer to heat than it is to good good films yeah that's what i mean yeah like obviously the mob's involved in some way but it's definitely focusing on the role of the like police and, yes and that and detectives and stuff and i like that and i like like all the little scenes like the uh when the there's the two because there's the two I just like like what a cool idea and I know we took it from a different movie but like what a cool idea of like there's an informant uh, in the police 
for the mob and there's a guy in the mob who's actually an undercover cop and it's like them trying to figure each other like it's just a cool idea man it's cool i like it yeah <laughs> it is like cool. that scene where they're doing the raid or whatever and they're getting the messages on their phones and they're uh matt damon's figuring it out it's good it's very good, it's good stuff they're flip phones yeah hell yeah <laughs> that that sound effect that they put in yeah it's like it's taking out a sword yeah um flip phones man i kind of miss them yeah but then i kind of don't these are nice you can these are pretty cool you can chew on them and put them in your butt uh <laughs> wait a minute huh, huh? <laughs> <laughs> all right back back to taxes <laughs> back taxes, back taxes. Oh, oh no <laughs> oh no those will get you every time oh uh, yeah um yeah and then uh, yeah we move into him being a snitch um which i also which think I, is I very think, funny yeah and again i like that is good enough for an episode you like know? they put him in and then like the well I, I i like the escalation of it they put him in in the bar just to like basically from the fbi's perspective it's him getting his feet wet to see if he can do this mm-hmm. right and then they're like okay we got they charlie immediately pull him yeah they got they got charlie <laughs> you commit any crimes lately <laughs> Uh, uh, <laughs> the man, uh, but the, he manages. Like he manages to get Charlie. Yeah, and then they're like, "Well, I guess he could go after the big fish." And uh, the big fish, of course, is Burns, which makes a lot of sense for tax evasion, right? Sure. Um, and the trouble with the episode comes in with trillions. Is that what they're? Did you, did you like that? Tax evasion. Did, did you I like did, that? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Who? Burns. No. Oh. They want him for grand, grand, right, grand, 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 grand larceny. Because he stole the trillion dollar bill. Yes. That's what they're trying to prove. Yeah. Okay. Again, like... Which tax evasion's good enough. Yeah. I think. That would have been more interesting. And then maybe like they discover that he has a trillion dollar bill and then... <laughs> that's that's fun. Like, I don't know. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't know. The trillion dollar bill... <laughs> it's just, yeah, like I said, it's just kind of functionally inert and therefore i get what they're going for with it i can't stress that enough okay like i i agree with you that it is a that that it is a MacGuffin, and it's not a very interesting one but i get what they're going for with it it's a representative it's representative of the american wealth sure I don't know if they're, but I don't. I don't know if they lean into that enough for it to be interesting to me. Then that's, that's, that's where how, that that's yeah. where it fails. But yeah. do you agree that that's what it represents? I again, based on you saying it, I agree probably. Okay, but but the episode didn't tell me that. That's what I'm saying, right? Like you're telling me that. I'm like, okay, yeah. If that's what they're going for, like that that's interesting. But the episode didn't make it interesting. And like I feel like you could just switch the trillion dollar bill out with a really fancy expensive diamond of some kind. Yeah, it's a MacGuffin, and, and you have the exact same plot that makes more sense to me because I'm like, yeah, that's a thing that's worth that has value. Rather trillion dollar a, bill doesn't have value. rather than a piece of paper. Yeah. Also, diamonds don't have value. They don't. Again, it's all we put the value on everything. Yeah. We create money. We have created this world that we live in. We need to tear it down. And maybe but- that <laughs> maybe that's where I'm getting interested. Sure. With. Maybe it's like nothing to do with the trillion dollar bill. Maybe it's my projection of what it represents to me. Hmm. And in that way, I'm interested in it. But as it functions, as a functionary to drive the plot to where it goes, I'm not super interested in the Cuba stuff because that's where the trillion dollar drives the plot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That isn't to say that I don't find some moments humorous mostly on the plane i mm-hmm. think the plane stuff is funny 
like um I call president, I call vice president. Wow. That's a fun joke. <laughs> yeah. There's a there's a whopper of an island right there. That's a big one. It's like that's Cuba. Take us down, Smithers. You're flying the plane. Excellent. And then he crashes the plane. That's funny. Sure. It's all funny. Yeah. And then they get to Cuba and it's not very funny. But the smash cut from uh give it back. Give, give what, what back? back. To oh. them like on smash a cut on a raft. That's pretty funny. That's pretty good. Yeah. And Mr. Burns' little but then, speech. But then he does his speech and the episode ends and I'm like, oh shit. They did not know. Again, that's season nine, man. They don't I know how to love end their that episodes. ending. That's one of my favorite endings of season nine. <laughs> it's a good like don't get me wrong, I don't think it's a bad ending. Yeah. But again, it's just they don't know how to end. No, they have no idea. Mike Scully cannot end an episode yeah. to save his life. <laughs> um, see, I think Mike Scully represents, and and his time as a showrunner kind of represents Mr. Burns' aptitude of flying a plane. Mm-hmm. He's fine with the takeoff, fine flying it, but crashes when it's the landing. Yeah, like crashes on the landing. You don't have to worry about takeoff. That's the easy part. It's the landing you got to worry about. It's another good scene from the movie Blow. Okay. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> don't know why that movie gets brought up so often on this I don't podcast. either, but it's natural. You keep bringing it up. <laughs> hey, wait, what? No. <laughs> Never even seen it. Um, can you imagine if like Boy Scouts in the Hood ended with Godspeed Little Doodle? <laughs> That's what this feels like to me, you know? I know it's a bit different because the plot arguably is wrapped up, but it's just bizarre that they are like uh, on this raft in fucking Cuban waters, uh, most likely. It's maybe the Caribbean. Close to, maybe close to Florida. Yeah. I don't know. Um, and it's just like Mr. Burns gives a speech. She says, God bless America, and we're done. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> we don't even get to see them go home. No. Let's say Mo rescues them. You know, yeah, it's the same not? kind of thing. And I'm just like, I, you know, I get that you're doing a lot in an episode and you only have so much time, but. I personally would like some time for a denouement. <laughs> that, and that's how I feel about a lot of season nine is it just, they, they don't care about the denouement. They just like, they complete the plot and then it's over. Yeah. And like, think of pretty much any movie that ended as soon as the climax is resolved and it feels weird. Yeah. Well, you know? let's not compare an episode of television to a film though. Well, we can com- let's let's compare plot an, structure. I think you can. Let's compare an episode of television that is a twenty-two minute sitcom format to another tel- twenty-two minute sitcom format. Do you know what I mean? Sure. I will counter with this particular sitcom. Just flew three main characters to Cuba. <laughs> yeah, it did. Like, <laughs> sure. Picture any other sitcom that go like. I don't know, Full House. They go to Disneyland in an episode. Yeah. You remember that? No, I didn't watch Full House. (laughs) But it's a thing. But it's a thing. They go to Disneyland. It's a two-parter episode. Sure. You know, they have to do that. But but if they just end it, like, there's some kind of, like, you know, Michelle wants to be princess for the day. Uh, Or, sorry, Stephanie wants to be princess for the day, but Michelle ends up being princess for the day. And that causes some tension between the siblings, because she's the younger sibling, and she's jealous. Um, As soon as that story is resolved i can't remember how they resolve it i think it's like uh you could be princess too like they do some cute little sister thing and then like if the episode just ended there you'd be like oh all right (laughs) that's weird they didn't go home you know one of the movies that i think they might not have went home in the episode episode i might be i might be chewing my own foot off here right 
<laughs> anyway. <laughs> there's there's a movie out there that is a 90-minute film, and it has one of the most brilliant denouements of all time. Um, Tell me. It, it's a history of violence. Mm-hmm. Because it ends almost at the resolution of the climax of the movie. He goes to... Stare sex. He goes to... What? What? Stare sex. Oh, that movie is gross and That's horny. That's the climax. That is a... That is... That That's is my climax. Those hey, are the uh. two things that a David Cronenberg movie can be. Yeah. Oftentimes they're both mm-hmm. gross and horny. Horny, yeah. Yeah. Uh, this movie is both, and it's his best film. And fun fact, that's the name of my memoir. It says gross and horny. Coming to book, coming to coming. bookshelves <laughs> near you. God. Uh, anyway, sorry. <laughs> History of violence. Yeah. It has one of the greatest Daniel Moses of all time. It he just, goes and confronts he John con- Hurt. He or William Hurt. He confronts William Hurt. And then, like, it's been that, so long since I that, saw that gets so. resolved. And then it's almost a smash cut. He's back at home. Uh, his family is having dinner um, without him because they think he's just left. Yeah, sure. Because they found out who he is. Um, and he comes home, sits down at the table, and the family, it's wordless. Absolutely wordless. They, he sits down. He looks across the table. Mario Bello looks at him, half smiles through tears, and he just kind of accepts that it's going to be different, but he still has his family. Right. Wordless. Yeah. Cut to black, a David Cronenberg film. It is a, great. It is a minute, maybe two. Maybe two minutes of a denouement. And this is the kind of thing that I'm talking about. Like, you can easily do it in a in a, in a television program if you can do it in a 90-minute movie. If yes. you can do a denouement yes. that yes, yes, short. Yes, 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 yes. Like, because yep. that's what I'm talking about. All, like, that movie doesn't give you much, but it gives you everything you need. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Doesn't take much screen time. Denouements aren't supposed to take up much screen time either. Yeah. The very nature of their uh, of their existence is to give you some sort of closure. I guess the denouement in this episode really is them on a raft. Yeah, and here's the thing. I think that's a funny joke, the smash cut to that. It is a funny but joke. But get rid of that smash cut to them arriving back at in Springfield like Haggard and Gro, you know, like we can imagine what they went through to get yeah. back, and that's funny too. And yeah. then it feels more like a like a, a pro- and you can still have him do that same the exact same dialogue. Them just in Springfield, maybe Homer getting dropped off at home in his little Burns car, um, and he says that, and it's God bless America, and you end. And I'm like, great. You could even have a funny joke, like you could even put in something funny about how they got there. Yeah, exactly. Like a like a very quick snippet of dialogue yeah. of how they got there and how <laughs> and bad it was. I, like again, I think it is funny the smash cut to the raft, but I'm happy to get rid of that to have a different smash cut to them in the same a, a similar situation, but home, and then it feels more like it's you it's want a more status quo finish. Yeah, I do. I just I don't like the ones I don't like the endings where the the fate is like there's there's arguably more story to be told on how they get home mm. if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That's all. Mm-hmm. They're telling a lot in this, in in their tight time frame here. It's a. It's kind of. A, here's the thing. I feel like the episode needed to be either more flying hellfish, or don't go to Cuba. Right. Because like the idea of them on the run and that kind of thing, 
could be a fun episode in and of itself, right? Mm-hmm. A la Flying Hellfish, where it's like an adventure uh, caper. They're traveling, you know. That could be fun. Yeah. That'd be a fun episode. Yeah. But the fact that the first two acts are not that makes that third act feel disconnected. Um, and that being said, like I li- like I like the first two acts a lot. I think that's great. Um, it it flows well into the third act. That's not a problem. It's just that that third act is less interesting, yeah. and then uh, ends so abruptly and just yeah, just feels so un uh, un unexciting. It is. It is. It is. It's. It's an anticlimax. Yeah. Because when they get to Cuba, nothing really happens. No, <laughs> they just go to Fidel and he takes their money. Yeah. Their fake money that won't. Like, how are you going to cash that in Cuba? No one's going to honor that. You yeah. live in a communist socialist paradise. What are you doing? Allegedly, you weirdo. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Again, and that's why. Again, I just think that I know what you're saying. I know you like the representation of the trillion dollar bill, but I think the whole episode works way better. If it's something everyone agrees has value, mm. not this representation of capitalism or, or value in, in the American system. Well, yeah. To to just push the back. paintings in Flying Hellfish, right? Yeah, but to, like that's to, fun because it it is clear that these have value, but they take it away at the end in a very like satisfying and like uh, logical way. Yeah, it's like oh yeah, no, these actually belong to the the heir of the painter or whatever. But and then, and they're like, "Ah, oh, damn it! Well, that fortune's gone." You know, I just, just a, just a slight pushback on that <laughs> uh-huh. is, is the fact that um, everyone in the episode does agree that the trillion dollar bill has value. Uh, I don't know if I agree with that. What do you mean? I <laughs> everyone within the context of the episode, everyone who sees the trillion dollar bill, everyone who's after it, clearly agrees that it has value that's why fidel takes it that's why they're able to by everyone i mean any logical human on the planet that's what i mean by it should be an object everyone agrees oh i don't mean everyone in the in, in the, the episode, episode. Yeah. but everyone like but like Plus you you agree that the con in the context of the episode the characters all agree that this has value um i think i don't know i honestly i don't i because i think burns uh like kept it because he he's the uh, the uh, epitome of capitalism and he's just like well this is a lot of money i should have it even though it's because he he doesn't care about value he cares about representational value which is what you're saying it mm-hmm. represents right mm-hmm. and that's what i'm saying like he 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 sees the value in it only in the sense that he sees the value of the gold he has in his attic or whatever mm-hmm. you know not f- not because it will buy him things but because he wants to, he wants to hold it. He wants to own it, and it's like it's mine. Mm-hmm. It's my wealth. Um, but he puts value in it of of having it. And yeah, Homer. Has... I don't think Homer does though. Is what I'm, is what I was gonna say. Okay. Like I don't think Homer Homer sees it as like this is a really valuable thing that we all need that I would like to like because there's no point where he's like oh I should I should have this because it'll be worth something to me. He's doing the only reason he pushes back. Because uh, he's snitching on Burns, he's like, you know, you should take take him away. Like this is what my job is, or whatever. And then Burns is like, yeah, what is the government? And he's like, he's like, yeah, he's just like fuck the government is the only reason he he wants to take it away. He's not doing it because he sees value in it. He sees it because it like will hurt the government in some way. Does that make sense? Um, and then I don't know what I, like I think it's just a gag for the for Fidel to take it or to like like I don't know if he sees value in it either. Well, I think he does because 
uh, otherwise why would we again why would we see that scene beforehand where he's like well that's what i mean like he sees he's it's greed there's money in front of him he sees it he takes it 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 has value to him because we see that scene right before where he's like we're completely broke i'm gonna call washington and we are meant to put together by the fact that he stole it that Mm -hmm. and also burns says at the end if it's a crime to hand a trillion dollars over (laughs) to communist cuba i'm guilty of that so he literally did do that so in the context of the episode the trillion dollar bill is literally worth one trillion dollars not to me (laughs) because it's it doesn't exist it doesn't make any sense yeah right not to any logical person in the world right it doesn't make any sense but to the characters sure to the character i I can see that but i get where you're coming from as far as like if it's the fucking pink panther diamond yeah or something like we all get it we all as a society for a chest full of riches we all get that we ascribe value to that more so than we can really get behind okay someone put green dye into a cotton (laughs) piece of paper yeah great that no one's going to honor. Yeah, no one will honor that. That doesn't make any sense. Where at least Whereas a, like diamond, a diamond, you're like this, like some some person who is not the government. Yeah, would give me money for this thing. Yes, yeah, so you can fence that, right? Yeah. We all understand. We all have a guy. We all have a yeah. diamond guy who we can go to if we need to fence a diamond. I That's mean, right. I do. Yeah. he works in accounting. So I got a diamond guy, an opal guy. You have an opal guy? Yeah, I got an opal guy. That's good. It's important to have an opal guy because those are more valuable than diamonds. That's right. Um. So, <laughs> and less cruel or more cruel? I can't remember. I think they're, they're all pretty cruel. All, all bad. Diamonds are bad, or like uh, precious gems are also something we ascribe value to that we shouldn't. Yes, because people die and are enslaved to mine them for us. It makes no you sense. Put them on your your fucking earrings, and you're especially like, now you can shiny you can are. make ones that look th- uh, better in a lab. Just gotta just gotta press some coal together, baby. Yeah. <laughs> You can you can you can make them in a three D printer. Make them in a lab. Yeah. <clears throat> anyway. Yeah, I see what you're saying. That like in the within the context of the episode, people are treating it as a valuable thing. I guess just yeah, metatextually, it's hard for me to buy that anyone would. It's the wrong thing. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 I I do think there's two episodes here. There's an episode about tax evasion and uh the wealthy and irs etc etc that's like really it, interesting should we call it we be calling it a voision you're right okay. it is it is a voision um and the other episode is like a caper where they're going to cuba and they're trying that there's this valuable item that they're trying to uh keep because the gov- because fuck the government and those are both interesting episodes to me but mashed together it just it renders both of them a bit less interesting it's too busy yeah and uh, it's you know it's always just a bummer when those those things happen for me because the potential outclasses the uh, results. That being said, mm. I think this is mostly a really good episode. I think so too. Yeah, I think I think overall it uh, it doesn't have any of the normal uh, cynical uh, like hard to swallow bullshit yeah, in, in season I nine i think that... a lot of that has to do with the fact that it's too concerned with a plot <laughs> yeah to really have that stuff yeah. yeah in which case i'm like okay if that's what you need to avoid that stuff then i guess overstuff it with plot because again i think simpsons works at its best when it's portraying middle class america doing its best against the the establishment yeah and in this case we see that with 
the government. It with, does it with really IRS. well, really well in the first act. Like I love this first act yeah. so much. And as soon as you have like I, I here here's like kind of a unifying theory in a way for me is that the more cynical you get, the more Homer becomes uh, jerk ass, and that causes it to become less of a uh, underdog story or like you know this is just a middle class family trying to get by and they're shit on by the establishment yeah. because the more jerky he is, the more you're like I don't I'm not rooting for this family. I think they're mean. If that's what the representation of America, then yeah, America should die. <laughs> America should be burned down because that's not good. Whereas like season, you know, seasons three through eight, Homer is usually there's some there's some bad episodes here and there, but he's usually represented as like trying to do the right thing and unable to because of the world around him. And that's something we as a society generally can very much empathize with yeah whereas when you see homer beating up people or throwing beer cans at nice neighbors heads you're like that's pretty funny (laughs) (laughs) okay i'm like Uh (laughs) when that happens i'm like well i don't root for this person anymore and therefore i don't i don't buy that he's being shit on by the world i think that he's the cause of his own destruction and that's how I feel about society as well. When people are jerks and bad things happen to them, I'm less empathetic than when people are trying to do their best and and bad things happen, yeah. you know? And that's kind of, I think, the overlying theory of why season nine starts to become a, a danger spot for me is because the cynicism starts getting ramped up. And that ties into Homer becoming more of a jerk ass. And that ties into me rooting for him less. And that ties into the episodes feeling less uh, empathetic. Um, all that to say, this episode is not that. <laughs> yes, that's true, <laughs> and that's why it's it's uh, an interesting. Again, I think like plot wise, there's some problems, but at the very least, the tone is in the right uh, context. I think it's absolutely uh, like the tone of this one is exactly what it needs to be. The antics get pretty madcap. But I am much more willing to swallow this episode now than after we just watched Simpson Tide. Because uh, sure. to- I like the tone of Simpson Tide. Mm-hmm. I think the tone is very Looney Tunes. Yeah. And I think that allows the cynicism to be kept at bay. True. Um, and so we haven't seen it in a couple episodes now. But the Looney Tunes-ness of, of that episode makes the relative groundedness of this one a little bit easier for me to 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 palette because mm-hmm. there's no village people <laughs> dying dying at sea yeah. uh or anything or anything so so silly yeah. as as that like the way they get to cuba is burns has a plane yep i, I buy that that yeah, makes sense and we've also seen him fly in spruce moose it, yeah, it. Uh, <laughs> hop in, <laughs> sir. Um, certainly, you can't expect me. To. I said, hop in. One of the most <laughs> brilliant gags in the history of television. Agreed. Is that? Uh, d- <laughs> that's that that gag. Yeah. I don't know if we lushed on it so much in Springfield with a dollar sign in the uh-huh. episode. Yeah. But that gag, 
was just an endlessly quoted thing when I was in high school. It was it was a something that I would quote back and forth to my friends. Oh yeah, constantly. And this was before I knew who Howard Hughes was. Me too. And that's why it works because it's, it's a reference without needing to know the reference for it to be funny. Because Burns is it such enhances a, the joke. It yeah. doesn't doesn't give you the joke. Yeah, Burns is such a kook anyway that you completely buy this because his all of the, and the things, jars of urine. Uh, oh, we'll hang on to those. Yeah. <laughs> Get these Kleenex boxes <laughs> off my feet. Draw a bath. <laughs> um. Yeah, uh, Burns and Smithers. We'll talk about them for a bit. Sure. Uh, how do we feel about them in this episode? Love them. I think I think they're back in the right zone. Yes, this is. I honestly think it's brushing right up to the line. Yeah, but not crossing. But not it. crossing it. I it's agree. exactly. It's such a fine. It, watching this one, I'm like, oh, it's so difficult to not cross it by what by just seeing this because they brush right mm-hmm. up against it. I feel like, perhaps, this is just, I'm just thinking this now, the Lisa versus Malibu Stacy might have been the 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 kind of turning point for Smithers' character. Yeah. Where they kind of amped up. It is. His, his latent homosexuality, as it were, uh, too much. Yeah. Where the gag starts to become just... Look, he's gay. Well, he's like he's he's the like president of the, the Malibu, Malibu Stacy fan club, yeah. and he also has Smithers. You're quite good at turning me on. Exactly. Same episode. Yeah. And you know because this episode, for example, we see him briefly in his house, and because we've already established that he's a big Malibu Stacy collector, we have to have that in the background. Um, and then they put him in like a you know a very uh, flamboyant. House robe, yeah, and he's singing show tunes, and yeah, I think that <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> I'm not like against that or anything, but it just made me think about how before that Malibu Stacy episode, the jo- the joke, as it were, is that is like, is he? <laughs> yeah, and 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 again, like, and I know the creators have always said like they they never wanted to write him as a gay character; they wanted to write him as burn sexual, yeah, where he's just in love with his boss. And like, which I think is way more interesting for one thing, but mm-hmm. also uh, they get rid of that as the as the series goes on, like slowly and surely they chip away at that. Where it's just like, nah, he's just a gay man. Yeah. Um, which again, fine, <laughs> but uh, I found it way more interesting. And this is in general with the representation of uh, gay characters on TV, is when it's not a stereotype, right? When he's he's just like a uh, a businessman kind of assistant who happens to be gay. Whereas the further it goes in the series, the more they're like, oh, but he loves the village people. Uh, you know, he uh, <laughs> he's friends with, uh, with John. John. Um, you know, like there's just uh, he goes to the the gay club where they don't allow photography um, in Homer the Smithers, right? Like there's there's just things like that where they just start to make the joke be, isn't it funny that he's gay? And has to do all these things because of the way that homosexuals are treated in this country. And it becomes more of a bummer. Whereas if it was just, oh yeah, he's gay, but he's still doing all the, you know, he's just, he's just, uh, he's just like you and me. Yeah. <laughs> 
yeah. I'm not trying to I'm not trying to harp on this episode specifically. I'm just like thinking about hit because like yeah, like we said the last episode there was that bad Smithers joke. Yeah. And I think the the one before that had a bad Smithers joke as well. Um, there are Rocket in my pocket. There are some I like Rocket in my pocket. Um You don't have to tell me, sir. It's that that I'm not a big fan of. Yeah, that's well that's the joke I mean. Yeah, of course. <laughs> that's the Smithers part of it. The the thing is the stuff you're mentioning like the burns like him having like smithers you're quite good at turning me on mm-hmm. hilarious <laughs> that's so funny probably ignore that yeah yeah that's so funny the fact that he's president of the malibu stacy fan club is also really funny because of tracks because of how he looks sure he's so buttoned down yeah. he's so put together um on because that's his. That's who he is. That that's that's who he is. But the fact that he also participates in gay culture is interesting, sure to me. And like the fact that they're not really good at it right now. I think that's the thing is that the jokes just seem not cruel per se, but just like more of like a, a straight, point and laugh at the other. It's a straight person's yeah. idea of what yeah. gay culture is. Yeah. Um, which, who are we to talk about that? Right. <laughs> um, I, I, but I am. I can tell you that it is a straight person's idea of what oh, yeah, gay culture 100%. is. Um, and like we've, we've talked a bit about how this this season and I think next season, especially, start to have bad gay jokes. Yeah, uh, that seem cruel. I think it'll like, start a lot next season. Yeah, and even in this episode, there's the this the small moment of him putting the hand on the other dude's butt. That's so funny. It's like it's like funny as but but it depends on where the intent was going there, you know? Like I'm not sure what the intent authorially was, yeah. but I do know what Homer's intent was. Like Homer just thinks it's thinks it's, it's goofy it's, and funny. It's funny that if he wakes up he has his hand on his butt. Yeah. <laughs> like I see where Homer's coming from sure. <laughs> in this. Authorially, I don't know where it's yeah. coming from. Uh, I would like to think that it's just like, wouldn't this be goofy? But mm-hmm. it also very could, very well could be a point and laugh at the other. Um, yeah, well, it's like, you, you remember Can't Hardly Wait? You remember that movie? Of course! Yeah, great movie. Yeah, um, best night but, of our lives. But there is a like the whole plot that the, the nerd kid has to, to get the jock back is to like drug him... And then, like, take his clothes off and put yeah. him in compromising position with another man to yeah. be like, "Look, he's gay. Yeah, let's all humiliate him now." Yeah, you know. And that's what like this feels like on a very, very small level. Is that like that's possibly where the again, as you said, authorial, author, author that Authori- word you said, authorial intent. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> that's where that could be. Is like, isn't it funny? That he's gonna wake up and be, and oh, I touched a man's butt. Oh no, you know, like that kind of thing. But as I've said, authorial intent doesn't matter. It can. I think it can. Sure, it can. <laughs> but it doesn't. I think, especially when we're just dissecting episodes. Yeah, like this, of course. I think it does. Of course. That's you know. Unless they come out and say it, though. Well, I don't want to get too deep into J.K. Rowling right now, but you know, I think there's a a pretty big argument for. Uh, authorial intent mattering when it comes to large-scale uh, franchises that are uh, created by transphobic people, mm. mm-hmm. <laughs> um, mm. especially when they push back on, mm. mm-hmm. uh, you know, people saying, "Hey, this is hurtful," and and then she goes, "Too, too bad, doubling down, writing a writing a book about a." I, mean, I think we've talked man about dressing this. like a girl who's killing people. It's not just doubling down. It's like oh, it's like quadrupling down. Yeah, it's. Um, 
it's ostriching yeah. in a lot of ways. Yeah. La, 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 la. Yeah, I don't hear you. Him in the sand. If I can't see it and can't hear it, it's not illegal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway. Uh, it's a, such a small moment in this episode that it does, doesn't actually bother me. It's, again, it's just one of those things that's like, ooh, that's like a nugget of like oh, future writing that yeah, will be yeah. too much. Well, yeah. they'll take that and be like, that was funny. Let's do that. But, like, times 100. To me, that's just enough. Sure. Because, to be perfectly frank, mm-hmm. if it's any pairing of people mm-hmm. and homer does that yeah it's funny uh-huh. <laughs> that's why i like it sure to me doesn't doesn't matter to yeah. me the, the gender age it's funny <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's just fun. but that's it yeah. right like you can't go much further than that without it without me having to question your motives <laughs> sure uh butts or pillows um yeah don't need pillows listen to our patreon episode for more info on that but uh butt pillows <laughs> this episode brought to you by butt pillows do you feel like your butt is too firm to have a good night's sleep alan Yes, I do. Well, have I got a product for you. Introducing butt pillows. Wow, what do they do? Well, they go on your hiney Mm. and you sleep on them so that you wake up feeling fresh as a plump daisy on your plump rump. But I want a pillow shaped like a butt. Oh, don't worry. Don't worry. The butt pillow (laughs) is shaped like a butt. But I I want a butt pillow... Shaped like a butt that I put my head on. Oh, you want one of those? Yeah. Well, let me get go to Pillow Butt next door. Let me let me tell you something. We've merged with Pillow Butt, and we now have butt pillows for your butt and for your head. <laughs> At long last. You ever wanted to the feel like you're over. sleeping inside someone's butt cheeks? I know I have. Oh God. Just go to buttpillowpillowbutt.com/tbn <laughs> and enter your promo code. Pillow butt. Ten off your first pillow butt order. Only international shipping. <laughs> Only international. Yeah, you heard me. <laughs> That's right. We're located in Canada, but if you want one in Canada, too bad. Too bad. We don't ship to you, jerks. <laughs> uh, we'll have to come pick it up at one of our many brick and mortar stores. <laughs> uh, good times. Yeah. Well. Well, what else? What else do we want to say about this app? Uh, yeah, I was pleasantly surprised overall um, in terms of its quality. Um, I still don't think it's a it's a solid like it, I I wouldn't I wouldn't put it in the pantheon of great episodes, but I think it's a good episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just with some some minor hiccups. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I guess I, I, not to harp on this, but I just, I would have liked to see either more of the IRS stuff or more of the Cuba stuff with Burns, like, cause Burns is great in this episode. Yes, he is. Um, th- when he, when he's like, <laughs> come on in, perhaps I have something to scald you with. And then he, <laughs> and he puts a pot of water on. <laughs> cause like, that's a fine enough jo- This is what we talk about. That's a fine enough joke in and of itself. Yeah. But then putting the, the kettle on. Great. Better S- joke. So great. And then 
splashing him with it just like a few seconds after, and it's like, oh, it's still cold. <laughs> Damn. Uh, I'll go get, get you a towel. towel. Uh, however, it's really weird that it, like, it didn't short-circuit his, uh, his wire. Yeah, maybe it was waterproof. I guess. But that's where I thought that was going. It's yeah, like, yeah. oh, and then like he'll get found out because of that. Yeah. And like that's smart plotting. But then they did. They <laughs> didn't he do that. Finds him looking at his bran. Yeah. Is this the second episode in a row where Homer technically commits treason? Mm, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Some light treason. Some light treason. Um. Yeah. That's fine. Burns is great. I love Burns when he's used well. He's used well in this episode. Yeah. Um, Man, yeah. it's been a while since we've seen Itchy and Scratchy, hasn't it? That's true. I can't even remember the last time we've seen them. Me neither. Weird. <laughs> that's just a thought. That's, yeah, that's sure. like I uh, like it's been long enough that I'm actually like tracking it. Mm. Maybe we'll get one uh, next time because next time's girly edition. That mm, has to do with like yeah, TV and shit. It's so. the kids. I can't remember. Right. If, I can't remember if there's one in that, but. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe, maybe, You'll maybe. You'll have to wait and see. Well, I mean, you can watch the episode right now if you want. Sure can. Listeners. Disney Plus, I guess. us talk about it until next week. Yeah. Or maybe two weeks. I don't know. We'll um, see when Greg's gone. Yeah. <laughs> so, should we wrap it up with the reference desk? <laughs> I mean... Let's go over there. you got nothing else to say. I, I think we covered it. Okay. Uh... Uh, the episode title, The Trouble with Trillions, is a reference to the Star Trek episode, Trouble with Tribbles. Yeah. Great episode. Oh, yeah. I had the, uh, I had the published script. Weird. What? <laughs> what do you mean you had the published script? I had the, does that mean? They, you know, like, sometimes they would publish scripts. Okay. And, like, put them in book form. Sure. I had that. Why? Because I liked Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> It was a gift from I don't my know, I love, father. I love Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. If someone gave me like the Spider-Verse script, I'd be like, oh, It was cool. an interesting <laughs> way to see the difference from script to screen. If you asked sure. me what the differences were now, I couldn't tell you, but I had saying, You said script. it like it's such an obvious thing that like people It have, is an obvious thing. I don't thing. think it is. People, people have these things. Yes. Of things they like? Yes. I don't know. I have that. the script to the assassination Listeners, of Jesse right? James by no. the coward Robert Ford. That's even weirder. What are you talking about? <laughs> That's a weird movie to have the script for. But I have it. But why? Because I wanted to read it. Did you it. buy it? No. It was a gift. Again. <laughs> you were these people giving you scripts as gifts. We're friends, family, well wishers. <laughs> I read them. So what? All right. Well, you're. I think you're the weird one. It's a I'm good saying. script. The voiceover is very well written. Listeners, if you own scripts of things, whether by your own hand, no, or via no, gifts, no, what? no, what? Wait, <laughs> hang on. Okay. By your own hand is in buying it or scripts yeah. that they wrote? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean like you own the script okay. of something you ne- you have no part in. No hand in, uh-huh. like, but you, as in, like, yeah, you purchased it. You yeah. went to a place where, like, I'd like to, hello, can I please purchase this script of Fargo? I it's don't know. in chapters. They're, it's weird, man. There's a whole section in chapters. It's not that weird. I think it's pretty weird. All right. All right. Scripts are not meant to be read as entertainment. Well, that's for you to say. I think that's for. I, I'm just saying, if like some of my favorite movies, if I own the scripts, I'd be like, "This is uh, 
I don't know. It's not, it's not interesting to me. <laughs> uh, sure. All right. Uh, anyway, um, listeners, good. if you own scripts, let me know. It's I want to know who else does this weird thing. It's good pros. Uh, I wasn't. I remember I was in um, Seattle mm-hmm. a few years back, and there was a store that had scripts. Like you could purchase scripts. Sure. And I was looking at them, and I was intrigued. Yeah. I will admit. But I was like, what? Like I don't know who this is for. I really don't. So I am curious. Like, is it just because you'd like to see the difference between what they put on screen and what they scripted? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> what else? What? Well, that that's what I'm trying to understand. Because <laughs> it's one thing to have memorabilia, because, like, you know, it's just something you own. You can fucking display it, whatever, as we do as humans. Uh-huh. But a script, you can't like put a like a script on a mantle and be like, look at the script I have. Well, if it's in a hardcover, <laughs> sure, sure you can. <laughs> uh, weird world we live in. That's all I'm saying. Okay. <laughs> Joey Heatherton. Do you know who that is? No, I don't. <laughs> uh, that's who Mo wants to have a night with. Yeah. Uh, they are a uh, person. <laughs> Um, I think that, like, I didn't know who it was either. I had to look it up. But uh, from what I can understand is they uh, did a lot of, like, um, modeling and, like, TV and movie. Like, they were just, like, a, uh, a TV personality in a way. Sure. Um, uh, fuck, where was it? Uh, there was, like, a specific movie that <laughs> this thing said, like, that's probably what they're most known for. Um, and now I can't find it. Uh <laughs> That's a spicy meatball is Alka Seltzer. Uh huh. Did you ever see that? Yeah it's, yeah, it's a classic commercial. That's a spicy meatball. I can't believe I ate the whole thing. That that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, gotta love those. Why can't I find this fucking Joey Heather Heatherton thing? Uh, oh, there it is. Uh, movies, TV, and records probably isn't considered a star in any of them. She's best known as a lounge singer in Vegas. Um. Okay. Yeah. So. That's who Mo likes, I guess. Okay. Anyway, um, yeah, Alka Seltzer. Uh, JFK, when he sits on the bench behind him. And uh, the agent is Donald Sutherland, Mr. X. What? Hmm? He's Donald Sutherland? The the agent is representing the character that Donald Sutherland oh, plays I th- in the film <laughs> I JFK. I meant this character was voiced by Donald Sutherland in no. the episode. I'm like, no. I don't think that's true. No. Uh, but Mr. X is Donald Sutherland's character. Is that a spoiler? No, no, he says, <laughs> just for now, call me X. Gotcha. Um, um, and his uh, his scene, because he's only he's in one scene. Throat. No, Deep Throat has nothing to do with JK. Oh, does it? No. That's oh, that's Nixon. Deep, Deep Throat's Nixon, that's yeah. Nixon um, Mr. X, uh, his Donald Sutherland scene in JFK is insane. <laughs> it's, it is, I think, the culmination of everything that goes on in Oliver Stone's brain just farted. Onto a page. Gross. It's an excellent scene. Oh. Why farted then? Because <laughs> I imagine that's how he writes. <laughs> how else do you explain? You write, how else do you explain U turn? <laughs> Zing! Hey oh I've never seen it. <laughs> it's bad. Uh you know a movie I like Breakdown. Huh? Do you ever see Breakdown? No, I haven't. It's Kurt Russell. Really? Fucking rules. Okay. 
And uh, oh, what's his Where'd name? Where'd we get? How'd we get there? I don't know. U turn, <laughs> breakdown, both oh, driving. I, I get you. <laughs> uh. <laughs> uh, JT Walsh, that's who it is. Oh, okay. And breakdown. I like He's JT a, a Walsh. Great character actor. Yeah. yeah. Um, you never seen Breakdown, man? You no, should watch I Breakdown. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, uh, Kurt Russell. Yeah. Driving with his wife. Sure. And their car breaks down. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they flag down a friendly trucker played Uh-oh. by JT Walsh, and he's like, "Yeah, sure, I'll 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 drive you, uh, Kurt Russell, to the nearest uh, diner or whatever, and you can call to get the thing fixed." He's like, "Cool." Oh no, he said, "Sorry, he takes the wife. Mm. He takes the wife. I'll drive you to the nearest diner." They're gone for a long time. Kurt Russell's like, "Where the hell are they? Whatever." So he starts walking. He gets to the diner and asking like oh you know did my wife come here or whatever everyone's denies it he finds jt walsh the trucker and he pretends like he's never seen kurt russell before he's like i don't know who you are sir like please leave and so his wife is now missing and no one believes that this trucker has something to do with it and it becomes a thriller it's great great movie that sounds good yeah it's good that sounds oh boy who directed it jonathan mostow don't know who that is. I don't know. I don't know who that is either. Oh, he directed Terminator Three: Rise of the Machines. Oh, there you go. <laughs> All right. And U five seven one. Oh, really? And surrogates. Okay. Yeah. He's got like a pretty rough, like up and down track record, but yeah. you know. Anyway, I, I remember loving Breakdown. It's a it's a good thriller. Sorry, I don't know why I went on that tangent. I just reminded myself of that movie and got really excited because I like it and I want to rewatch it. <laughs> Uh, Mission Impossible is also referenced with this message will self-destruct if, if not, not stored, stored properly. <laughs> um, China Syndrome is a movie. Sure is. Michael Douglas. And uh, Collier's Magazine. <laughs> I don't know what that is. That's a magazine that folded in 1957. Of course. Of fucking so it's, uh, course. It's another great Burns reference. You can't silence <laughs> Collier's <laughs> Magazine. <laughs> Uh, Charlie Chaplin. Yeah. Do you know his body was uh, stolen? No. Yeah. I just read this like briefly, uh, as that's why the reference is this is the clothes he was buried in. <laughs> so it's like kind of implying that maybe yeah. Mr. It was Burns. Burns who stole the body. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Wow. Um, but I didn't know that. Yeah. Apparently, uh, not too long after he was he was buried, uh, someone stole the body. That's horrible. Yep. Don't do it. Uh, Whistler's mother. There's a picture of I think it's Burns' mother, probably in the background. That's uh, reminiscent of Whistler's mother uh, painting. Mm-hmm. You may know it from the movie Bean. That's where I first heard about it. Sure. Uh, and then uh, Smithers is singing "Everything's Coming Up Roses" from the Broadway musical Gypsy. He likes Broadway. Sure does. He's gay. Yep. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, Batista. Was the former president of Cuba. Yep. Uh, try and guess when he died. Oh. Or when he was, like, removed from office. When he was well. removed, um, peacefully, of course. Fifty-five? <laughs> uh, 1959. 59. Okay. So close. Um, I was trying to think of another when... Another Burns joke, of course, yeah. of him being was, very old. I was trying to think of when Godfather 2 takes place because uh, part of it takes place during the mm. the the coup gotcha yeah um, um yeah that's it oh che 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 is uh is also referenced oh yeah uh as a uh, el duffo muerte <laughs> what's that that's something dead the isn't it the dead duff De- oh like duff the yeah yeah they have uh che as a 
image for Duff Beer. Oh, Cuba. I might have missed that. Yeah, uh, writing things down. Yeah. Uh, cool. Che Guevara. Yeah, that's right. Favorite joke. Millhouse. Uh, my, my shirt, shirt fell, fell off. <laughs> <laughs> He's just like, posing. That's such a little kid thing to do, <laughs> yes, too. And that's why I love it. Because it's yeah. just like him posing. Which I don't know what the fuck he's expecting. Like, trying to, like, look how buff I am, girls. Um, and he's very embarrassed when two grown men find him. He should him. be. <laughs> he should be very embarrassed. What about you? Um, okay. It's definitely the scalding bit. <laughs> um, whereas, like, a pack of wish- vicious hounds should be ripping you to shreds. I don't know what to um, tell you. Come in. <laughs> Well, I find something to scald you with, and just the whole thing—just putting it on the on the stove, waiting for it to boil, throwing it at him prematurely, then going to get a towel—is so funny. Like he just like chats with him, and like just what do they talk about again? Mid sentence, just splash. He says this will take a few minutes. What does he say? What this will take a few minutes. So what brings you to my home? He's like, well, sir, you always seem at work like a like a like an old loner, but I really think that's ah! yeah. <laughs> it's still cold. <laughs> I'll get you a towel. It's so funny. It's very good. I love it. Yeah, love it. Yeah, great. Uh, MVP Burns. It's Homer. Yeah. I think Homer's great in this episode. He's very good in this episode. Um, I again, there's no jerk ass. It's him being doofus Homer, who means well, and I like his stand against the government. Can I say the yeah. scene with him in, when he gets brought into the IRS is very funny? Oh yeah, where yeah, it's yeah. like, yes, sir. I'm sorry, sir. An older boy told me to do it, <laughs> sir. It's so pathetic and it's great. It's yeah. like, please, I'll do anything you ask, and then anything, the, and then the, anything, eh? And then the guy sits down and turns around. <laughs> And there's another, another guy. guy. I think that's awesome. It's very good. Very it's good. very funny. Yeah. The IRS and the FBI in the same chair. Interchangeable. Yep. It's good. Good stuff. It's good stuff. Yeah. Great. Um, that's it. That's it. That's all. Thumbs we up or it. thumbs down? Sideways. Really? Yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> all right. The thing is, like, my, my argument is only that... Uh, I do think it's a good episode, but it doesn't get a full thumbs up because I think the last act lose me, loses me so much. Okay. Um, and there's not enough laugh out loud moments to mm-hmm. salvage that for me. Sure. And that's not saying there isn't laugh out laugh out loud moments. It's just that the episode as a whole doesn't doesn't have enough jokes that I'm like I want to rewatch this episode despite its flaws. And that's. Because that's the thing. Like the, the thumbs up for me are ones that I will be like, yes, I will happily rewatch that because it's funny and I will enjoy it. Whereas the thumbs down are ones I would prefer not to rewatch if I have the choice. Thumbs sideways are ones that I'll I'll watch if, <laughs> if not forced to, but like you know, if like a friend is like, let's watch this. Episode, if I'd be like, yeah, that's I fine. must, if I must. But if I had to choose episodes that like were the only ones in the canon anymore, this one wouldn't be part of them. Sure. Okay. Yeah. But it'd be close. Fair enough. It's close. It wouldn't. It wouldn't be like toss it out. It would just be like, fine. Yeah. It can stay as pad <laughs> for right. the season if need be. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's my feeling. Your thumbs up. I'm a thumbs up. Absolutely. This is one that I like to return to. I think it's a lot of fun. Great. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. Yeah. And thanks to our guests for joining us. Uh, Alf. <laughs> thanks, Alf. You didn't um, 
Didn't, didn't say contribute a word. much. I don't think anyone's going to believe He's it. He's too busy eating cats. Can you say anything? Well, okay. I like eating cats. <laughs> I think people are going to re- know that was you and not actually Alf. What? No, that was Alf. That was, I think they're going to know. He didn't no, say No, come on. That was, you like eating cats, right, Alf? Oh, sure. I like <laughs> eating cats. <laughs> yeah, that, that's clearly him. <laughs> that was clearly Alf. You see that? You can tell how different the two voices yeah. were. <laughs> One very much sounded like Alf. <laughs> One was some weird, I don't know, stroke victim? Know. <laughs> okay, take us out. All right, thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, email us at thehammockdistrictonthird at gmail.com. Numerical three. Uh, subscribe to our Patreon at Boathouse Studios. And uh, you can uh, find us on socials, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Bad Neighbors Pod. Um, and yeah, we're doing, uh, do we mention this? We're doing our uh, next vote on. Uh, Patreon. Oh, yes, we did, but we should do it again. But I think we mentioned it on the Patreon episode. Yes, we should mention it again. <laughs> We're recording two episodes today, so I'm trying to remember yeah. what we said in this episode and what we said in the one yeah. that is behind the paywall, baby. Um, but yeah, if you want to join that paywall, uh, you can for two bucks a month, and you'll get our commentaries, our Simpsons D&D, which is going to launch in October, and our Zombie Years episode uh, reviews and Cinepal's Returns, a whole bunch of stuff. But our next uh, quarantine trilogy is when we're asking you, the patrons, to subscribe or to uh, vote on. So we have a poll up there. Currently, Robot Uprising is winning, and Shakespeare Teen Comedies is very close. So uh, vote, you know, yeah. uh, if you don't want the if you don't want to be on the wrong side of history. That's right. <laughs> Won't say which one that is. That's right. Uh, and remember to vote in November as well if you live in places that have elections around that time. I'm not going to specify which ones, but uh, definitely vote because the world's nightmare and voting can possibly help. Who knows? Eventually. Eventually, yeah. Maybe not immediately because there's so much reform that needs to happen in the fucking okay. Senate. Okay. I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, burn it down. Capitalism's bad. Good night, everybody. Keep watching the skis. Uh-huh.